Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome to the Mystery to Me podcast. I'm Anya Kane. And I'm Kevin Greenlee. And we love movies and television shows with a whiff of mystery. Mystery to Me will feature us riffing on murder mysteries, film noir, cozy detective stories, police procedurals, psychological thrillers, legal dramas, tales of teen sleuths, and more. Once we're done yucking it up about whatever we've just seen, we'll serve up our five-star final takes on whether it's worth your time. If you're offended by silliness, profanity, political asides, canine-related interruptions, and losers laughing at their own bad jokes, beware. Also note that some of the stories we'll be talking about are pretty dark, and in some cases exceptionally badly written. So content warning for murder, violence, suicide, torture, rape, racism, misogyny, homophobia, transphobia, and bigotry. If there's a movie or show you'd like for us to talk about, email us at mysterytomepodcast at gmail.com. Our show's take on genre is pretty loosey-goosey. So as long as your suggestion has some dash of mystery, we're interested in hearing about it. Spoiler alert! We're going to be discussing the entirety of this show or movie, spoilers and all. So if you want to be surprised... Press pause, go watch the thing, then join us for the show. Now that you've heard our spiel, go ahead and polish off those magnifying glasses and slip into your favorite trench coat. Let's get mysterious. Kevin, what did we just watch in theaters? Only in the theater. We watched uh, Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> now, refresh my memory. If I recall correctly, how did you react when I said, Hey, Anya, you think we should go see the Top Gun movie? I remember you looked very disappointed in me. Yeah, I think I was a little bit <laughs> disappointed in you and myself for going along with it and society for letting this happen. I just thought this is... I, it didn't sound great. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> Holy shit, I love this movie. 
anytime I looked over at you during this picture, <laughs> you were just grinning. I've never seen Top Gun 1. Either have I. We had no idea what we were getting into. Well, we've not seen the movie, but I think just We know the cultural the toast. Yeah, touchstones. You know, you got sexy volleyball on the beach, cocky pilot who breaks all the rules but always comes out ahead. His friend dies. So we, we knew, like, we knew all the, you know, the storytelling beats. But, I mean, God, this was, this was such an experience. <laughs> ah! You really seem overwhelmed. Can you elaborate? Okay. Well, we saw it in theaters, you know, and people were eating this shit up. People were going nuts. I felt at one point, at one point, let me, so, and we're going to be obviously discussing all sorts of spoilers, so just. Heads up. You're going to be revealing a very crucial spoiler in just a minute because I have an idea about what you're going to reveal. Well, I don't know if you do. Uh, we were at a point in the movie where Tom Cruise is getting back together with his old girlfriend played by Jennifer Connelly, and uh, he, he sneaks out of her bedroom and drops down to the ground, and then he looks up, and out looking out the window is her teenage daughter looking a bit disapproving, and the audience is hooting and hollering. They're loving it. They're, yay! <laughs> and then she says, just don't break her heart again referring to their press breakup. And the audience literally goes, Oh, <laughs> I've never felt like I was in a sitcom audience before. It, like in terms of people being so reactive and it was, it was a great feeling. <laughs> the energy off the crowd was just insane. They were laughing. They were clapping. Yeah. It was just, it was like, they, they loved it. They were eating it up. The heartland, the normies. And I was right along with it. I was flying. I was their wingman. I was right there, too. I was loving it. It was so wild. Um, so, yeah. So you don't see yourself as a normie? Well, I think I am a normie. I act like I'm not, but then, like, I do go to something like this. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Try to think of myself as a sophisticated cynic. Then I watch Top Gun Maverick, and I'm like, Yeah! <laughs> I think you have the same style. I think you like to think of yourself, ah, yes, I'm a learned man. No, I'm a man of the people. A man of science, a man of books. No, you are a man of the people. I'm just an average working Joe. <laughs> exactly. That would be my call sign, working Joe. Working Joe? I think my call sign's got to be AC, because that's my maiden name and my my initials for a long time. So, yeah, it's pretty original. It's good, because I'm a cool in a crisis. <laughs> Yeah, that's really good, Anya. Oh, yeah. Working... You, you, told, you told me in the car on the way home, you said, I've got the perfect call sign. You, I'm not going to tell you, you what it is. You don't want to try that hard. Working Joe tries a lot of hard, tries very hard, and raises a lot of questions, frankly. And, and it's a stupid one. AC. It's casual. It's cool. It's crisp. Just like a window AC unit. Working as it should. But see, doesn't everybody listening to this, as soon as they hear AC, don't they think of the beloved sitcom character AC Slater from Saved by the Bell? Is that who you're modeling yourself after? I don't watch that That guy that was show. a male chauvinist. He was awful to That's Jesse. That's me. <laughs> he was awful to Jesse. I'm obviously the biggest chauvinist here. Working Joe. You're not a working Joe. You're like a little, you're like a fancy little guy. I'm down in the coal mines. No, you're not. You're not down in the coal mines. 
your hands are soft. My hands Unblemished. are weathered with age. <laughs> Not true at all. If you looked at my hands, you would think I was much older than I really am. <laughs> Anyways, we would never be. I I really, I feel like I, I feel foolish because I feel like I should have gotten into this from the start, or at least early on. Because, I, and here's why. Gotten into what? Top Gun. The Top Gun, whole, the whole thing. Here, here's something I think you know about me, but I'm sure a lot of our listeners don't. When I was in fourth grade for like a month, my whole personality became really loving the movie with Gregory Peck, a 12 o'clock high. It's a World War II movie about uh, Top Gun, or like, no, this is before Top Gun, but like flight, you know, these these fighter pilots cracking under extreme stress. Loved that movie. I don't know why that really resonated with me. I loved it. <laughs> I talked about it incessantly for like a month, and it was my whole thing. And so... I love, I love like, dogfight stuff and all that, like, crazy shit and flying around. So why were you into this? I don't know. I missed out. I love 80s stuff. Uh, I love the soundtrack to Top Gun. Uh, It it was one of those things, like, I just never watched it. So. So does that mean you now want to go back and watch the original? I had such fun at the sequel that I'm worried I won't like the original. But I don't know. It's probably the same thing. Well, you need to experience the whole oeuvre. What about you? Why didn't you watch it? You were there. What do you mean, I was there? You were there in the 80s. I wasn't there when they were filming it. I am a little bit older than you, just a couple of years, and so I was alive when this movie came out. So why? how did you resist the siren song? Uh, It just smelled like uh, simple-minded Reagan-era jingoism. And uh, a blowjob to the military. And and that's what it is. And that's why we love it, folks. <laughs> Are you disappointed in yourself on some level? That you liked it so much? It was a fun picture. I, uh, John Hamm. Yeah. John Hamm's in it. He's, he's, a, he's a stern. He's the stern general who's not so proven. But, you know, you know he, he knows Maverick gets results. <laughs> You know he'll come around to the end. Yeah, you know he's not—he's not a bad guy. He's just more by the book. Wait, so if you do you think this was Reagan era jingoistic bullshit or just—I uh, mean, do you think they did something different with it that you didn't expect? Uh, this seemed to be something similar to some of the latter day James Bond movies, where it seemed a salute to the late middle aged man. When uh, the basic plot of the movie is Tom Cruise, this older man, has to come around and show the younger guys how it's really done. (laughs) And to give uh, a little bit of a spoiler away, not much of one, uh, there's a climactic uh, battle scene at the end where they're in an older plane. Yes. And it's able to... on the nose. (laughs) It's able to defeat... So it seems less a salute to military jingoism and more a salute to tom cruise and men of his it's, age it's it's an absolute salute to the dads and and tom cruise specifically and i was we can talk about spoilers we always talk about spoilers on the show but i mean i'm just you know we're going to give away the whole plot here so if you haven't seen it you know i think we, I, th- I, I think if you haven't you know it involves no i'm going to say this i'm going to say this like uh you know what's no. going to happen. Well, you know movie. what's going to happen in the movie, and here's what happens. I'm going to just say it. 
Because this was, I was, I was almost, no one else at this point was laughing, but I was like, I felt like I was going to fall on the floor. Uh, they, Tom Cruise has to assemble, a, playing Maverick, Maverick has to assemble a crew of top pilots, these young whippersnappers, and he's going to teach them a few things. But then they realize quickly, he's the only actual person who can lead the team. So it was like, there's no point in bringing him in to be the teacher. He's just going to take over. And isn't that like a dad's fantasy? Like, they're going to need me not just to come back, but to fucking run the show. <laughs> and I was cracking up. I'm like, they're not going to do that. That's way too on the nose. And then they did. And it was great. You loved every second of I it. Was so, I was dying. <laughs> Like, if your dad has ever gotten way too into, like, setting up, like, a Lego set or something and, like, just takes it over from his kids, then you know how this movie's gonna go down. That sounds like a very specific reference. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I, it, it's, it's such, it's, it's, it's great. And it's just, it knows that we don't want the drama. Like, we don't want to, we, here's the thing. A, a lesser movie a lesser movie that didn't know what it was would like lean into like Tom Cruise being a burnout. Cause in this, it's like, everyone's kind of like, you you never advance. You're just a captain. And he's just basically like, I don't give a shit. I just like to fly the planes. And like, you know what? Good. We don't need to like see, we don't need to see Maverick sad in the beginning. Like that's not what we're, we're here to have some fun, fly, fly some fast planes, play some uh, water sports on the beach and, and run around and that's what we're here for, and, and that's to have a great time. Because it's fucking summer, 2022. <laughs> You're laying it all out on the line. I'm just telling everyone what it's about. And <laughs> I, we were talking about this in the car. There are good movies. There are great movies. There are fun movies. And you could be fun and great or fun and good. You know, in terms of your storytelling. But you can also just be fun and kind of dumb, but in a in a way that's, like, very well crafted. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's what we were seeing here. This is silly. This is very basic. It's not a great film. Everyone's a walking cliche. Everyone's saying things like, you know, you know, you, I should fire you, but instead I'll promote you to the head of the flight school. You know, and, and like everyone's saying shit like that or like Maverick's crazy, but he gets results. They're not literally saying that, but that's basically the same thing they're saying again and again. And, and so he, they're saying this and the people in the theater are hooting and hollering. They're eating it up. They're fucking, they're just having a grand time. At one point, I think somebody like almost heckled Tom Cruise or like, because, or because like they were saying, it's not the plane, it's the pilot. And then some guy was like, no, it's not. And I was like, Whoa. people are in dialogue. People are like, people were like losing control in this movie, in this theater that we were in. And it was, it was insane. And I loved it. But I would say, uh, it's a fun movie. It's a very well crafted, fun movie. And it's, it's not, it's not great. It's not even really good, but it, it's, perfect in in just kind of leaning into the fun and got gotta respect that top gun <laughs> you're so happy fucking loved it did you like it as much as you thought you would uh it, i i noticed christopher mcquarrie's name was on the credits is one of the writers and he's uh a very good craftsman he knows how to put an entertaining film together 
Uh, and all the reviews I've seen have been overwhelmingly positive. Why do you think... Because, like, when you think about it, like, entertaining the audience should be, like, the basic thing. Like, the, the basement level of what your movie should do. But it seems somewhat elusive sometimes. So, what what do you think were the ingredients of entertainment alone that really worked here? And that maybe Christopher McQuarrie brings to his Mission Impossible series. Uh, yeah, he's directed, uh, I think, the last two, and he's directing the next two. And I th uh, you enjoyed both of those films, the last two. Yeah. And while we're talking about Mission Impossible for a second, there was actually a trailer for the next installment. Of course, I had seen the trailer uh, on YouTube, but you hadn't seen it yet, right? No. What did you think of it? I'm excited. I liked the last two. I kind of resent you for like getting me into Tom Cruise films. That's That feels like somewhat... I feel like gross liking them, but I do. You're a huge Tom Cruise fan. I'm not a Tom Cruise fan. I don't like the whole cult thing, but I dig, I dig the Mission Impossible movies, and I dug this movie. I, but but I, I, you kind of liked uh, Jack Reacher too. That was like that that like was trying to do this, but it just couldn't with what they had. That didn't work. But I understood what they were trying to do and had some good elements. Um, what what? But again, what are, what are the entertaining? What are the how do you entertain an audience according to this film? I have some theories. Uh, just keep it simple. Keep it exactly, exactly. Ah. That was yeah. That's it. That was your big theory. You don't need all the baggage. You don't need all the weightiness. You know, you don't put a bunch of suitcases in your fighter jet. You just boom off the off the aircraft carrier. You don't even need to say who the enemy is. They never say what country they're doing this mission in. And when they're on the ground in this country and they see enemies around, the enemies are always carefully shot or garbed so you can't see them. So you have no idea what nationality they And they, they imply are. that it's not any one nation, but it's like some sort of rogue state. So we're not going to war with anyone. It's okay. Don't worry. Just relax. Just relax. Fun. We're and, just having fun and we're here. Not, we're not doing a war. It's just a one surgical strike. So don't worry. Yeah, it very much tries to very much keep politics out of everything. You know, It's only politics are, you know, hey, you know what the Navy is? It fucking rocks, you know? <laughs> like that. It's just pro-military to a crazy extent, but it doesn't want you to think about, like, what we're getting involved in here. We just got to get rid of the uranium. That's it. Don't worry about it. Don't ask any questions. The uranium, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was, and, and all the characters are very broad, so you have, you know, Tom Cruise who can't do anything anything wrong as Maverick, and he's just this crazy guy who always gets results, and then uh, Miles Teller is uh, Tom Cruise's best friend's son. His, his best friend was named Goose. He died in, the, in Top Gun 1. Spoilers! And again, the, the spoilers are baked in. And uh, and then this kid is named Rooster, and he resents Maverick because he tried to get him kicked out of the Navy or something because he didn't want him to die or promise his mom or some blah, so blah, the, blah. Yeah, so, yeah, Maverick gets him kicked out of the Navy. Uh, how did he do that? Can just, a, can just any pilot in the Navy... How the all the navy all the navy people who talk to maverick are like we don't take you seriously you're just a joke you're a captain even though you're a billion years old and like somehow he was able to like pull strings to get him kicked out of like the naval flight academy but he so they're okay so basically 
And then there's a couple of other pilots. There's, like, the cocky guy who's kind of like, maybe seems like a bad guy, but then he turns out to be cool. There's the, a lady pilot. There's a nerdy pilot. There's a bunch of different pilots, and they all just kind of are, you know, there, and you don't get to know all of them, but there's, you know, they're a team, and they're going to they're gonna all come in with their guns, and they're going to be the top guns. <laughs> but only if Tom Cruise can mold them into a team Jeez. and teach them how to do a mission, a mission that some say is impossible. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're going to, they, they got to do, because uh, it's top secret, and they have to, they have to basically fly into this canyon really fast, blow something up, and get the fuck out of there. And like the G forces are gonna be on them, and you're and you're just you're just on your seat, just being like woo. And people are almost having accidents. Geese are flying into their engines during practice, and people are passing out. And it is just bonkers, <laughs> and you're having fun, and you know things are exploding, and it's just people are ejecting out of their seats. It's amazing. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's basically the movie. I mean, the plot is pretty simple. We got to do this mission. Now let's do the mission. Actually, Tom Cruise is going to do the mission because all you kids suck. And... Uh, during the mission, Tom Cruise sacrifices himself to save Goose's son, Rooster. And that actually had you thinking something. For a brief moment, I thought, wow, they had the guts to kill off Tom Cruise. What a bold storytelling choice. But what an interesting way, it, it, it like it is an echo of the previous film. When the previous film, apparently, Goose dies, but now... Tom Cruise dies to save the sun. Yeah. What a bold choice. But yeah, he didn't. Nah, die. he was fine. He ejected in time. You, though, were in the edge of your seat, worried sick the goose's son, Rooster, would die. The little gosling himself. Yes. I thought at one point then <laughs> Rooster comes back in to save Tom Cruise, and then his plane blows up. But then he, he ejects, and so he's fine. 
they're both fine. And then they have a crazy time where they steal an old plane from the unnamed bad guys and fly it off. And they're they're going they're trying to get back to the battleship where everyone's waiting and they're you know everyone's like is that Maverick in the sky what's going on and then they're flying and there's hostiles and they're fighting the hostiles and they're doing all this shit and it's an old plane but still runs and then uh, in the last minute they're yeah. about to die yeah but then the cocky young Han Solo character appears out of nowhere and saves them and I said that was I feel like that was always what the kind of vibe I brought to like group projects in school. Like, I wouldn't, I would just kind of laze around a lot of times. And then at the end, they'd be like, oh, we need this. And I'd be like, no worries. Like, ch -ch -ch boom. <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Johnny, come lately. So I loved the whole thing. It was just so fun, so ridiculous. Like, they're just having so, like, it's like a big 4th of July barbecue weekend movie. Everyone's, everyone's in these kind of classic clothing and looks and they're going around on sailing boats when they're not you know are hanging out in nice beachside homes when they're not uh doing military yeah, there, there, there is a scene where tom cruise is on a boat with uh jennifer conley and he's like struggling to uh, navigate it and you were just laughing i was cracking up that was you hilarious. were enjoying that i just found that very amusing it, it's just it's the whole thing was just they just knew exactly what to do give people a good time nothing more <laughs> nothing more but very impressive very impressive because i'm i mean i don't know i mean i think both of us are pretty cynical and i think this was the perfect it's like it's like it's like flying a plane in like a very intense mission like if you put too much on you know you're gonna it's gonna be you're gonna be out of control and it's gonna get sloppy but if you're if you're too if you're if you're not if you're too subtle almost it's gonna be it's not going to have the effect. But they had just the perfect amount of cheesy fun. And that, that made the whole movie. So what happened to the sardonic Ani of the other day who said, oh, Top Gun, well, I guess I'll go with you if you insist. Well, I, because, listen, I, I, think, I think it's actually hard to do a movie like this. I think it takes some actual thought into, like, what do people want to see versus like what versus kind of like either overstuffing or understuffing a plot or having like, like if you just have it be like, okay, here are the set pieces that's going to get you part of the way, but it's not going to tell you like all the other kind of silly stuff on the side. And I think they just really got that fun action movie vibe and we're basically like, let's have fun in airplanes. And with a team of airplane people who are just, they're all, they're a team and they're, and they're for America. And that's, I mean, that's basically what we wanted. And we're told time and time again that each one is the absolute best there is. Time after time. Oh, wait, no, take my breath away. That's the song. <laughs> Never mind. What the fuck? What just happened? Did you just have a stroke? <laughs> Maybe. Time after time wasn't, other than just being a common expression that I used appropriately, uh, isn't it the name of the uh, Christopher Reeve, Jane Seymour film? No, I was I was confusing my 80s songs. I think Take My Breath Away is from Top Gun 1. I just was thinking two T songs and then I switched the wrong one in. I'm sorry, babe. You just confused everyone. 
But yeah, anything we missed about this one? What do you think about Jennifer Connelly? I mean, she kind of like she and Tom Cruise, I guess, were together for a while, and then they broke up, and then they got together again, and they broke up, and she just basically exists to be like, "Oh, Tom Cruise, you're a, you know you're a silly guy. You're always dumping me to go fly in the Navy." And he's all like, "Yeah, but I'm a lovable rogue," and she's like, "Yeah," and then they get back together. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, if anything happens to any of those pilots, you'd never forgive yourself." Yeah, that was kind of like a sad, uh, almost tragic element to this Tom Cruise character. Because I, I, I haven't seen Top Gun 1, but I imagine the movie ends triumphantly and we think he's going to have a great life. And now, like, 30 years later, he's working in a hangar and he has a bunch of pictures hung up. All in all of the pictures seem to be like stills from the first movie. Yeah. And it, it's like, imagine if you met in real life like a 58 or 59 year old man and his workspace was filled with pictures of his college days. That's a good point. We we are told he doesn't have any children of his own. He doesn't have a seemingly long lasting relationship with anybody. He's just, he hasn't had a successful career in the military. And, and yeah, you're right. And I think it's a strength of the movie that all of that is true and in universe, but you don't feel the weight of it. It kind of just kind of, you, you, I, I said, it's almost like skipping a stone on water. It just kind of goes, it, it's weightless for a second, and then it's done. Because it, Yeah, it's kind of a sad character. It's a depressing as hell character. They need him to be a loser to to uh, have the movie happen, but the, but, you know, because it's Tom Cruise and the way he has his movies done, he has to be a winner, so it kind of, Kind of a mixed message there. Yeah, it's like in Last Jedi when we revisit Luke Skywalker 30 years later. He tried to rebuild the Jedi and he failed completely. And so now he's just hanging out by himself. Sul- sulking on an island. So all of our 80s heroes went on to have sad, depressing lives. I think I, I well, that's, that's, that's telling. But isn't that mostly because... We just, you know, are not willing to produce any, like, original new stories to, like, replace them as opposed to... And, and we let them die with grace, you know? <laughs> like, I mean, that that seems more the problem. Because you ha- if you bring... If you bring back... If you bring back Maverick or Luke Skywalker, if they're just like, yeah, I figured everything out. I've been great for, uh, for uh, thir- 30 years. Then... Like, what's the story then? Like, what story can you tell with somebody who just has it all and kind of figured it out back when they right. were 20? So you got to kind of bring them down, but it ends up being kind of sad because it's like, yeah, nothing works out for anybody. Everyone just dies sad. Yeah, she, even Tom Cruise can't make a successful career in the no, military. No. What's there for the rest of us? Even poor Tom Cruise can't find a lady. So, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like... I, what do, you, do you think that's just because... Of storytelling conventions, you have to have somebody kind of struggling, or yeah, yeah. That'd be funny if Last Jedi Luke came in. Yeah, I'm really, I'm happy, I'm satisfied. Like I've been doing a great job. I rebuild the Jedi. I'll help. No worries. And in this, it's like they could have had, they could have had the Tom Cruise character if they didn't want to focus on him. But obviously, they're gonna focus on him because it's Tom Cruise. 
they, you know, if they, if they didn't want to focus on him, he could have been in the like Iceman role, who's like an admiral at this point. They could have had him like that, like come in and like the when after the first team fails and gives them a speech, like you know, I had this issue once and we figured it out, and and not be a focus. But the fact that he's a focus, he has to be uh, struggling. See, and that's interesting, too, because it's very important that he trains these guys. He has no experience as a teacher. He mentions that repeatedly. His ideas, well, I want them to be feel like a team. I know. I'll have them play football on the beach. So he doesn't really seem to be all that good of a teacher. Are you saying your law professors didn't have uh, your class do that? <laughs> Bring out all the two L's? <laughs> the shores of Lake Michigan? Are you ready for your five-star final? <laughs> I would say that Top Gun Maverick soars high. Thanks for listening this week. I'd like to give a special thanks to Kevin T. Greenley, who's no relation to me. He's the guy that composed the great music for this podcast, and you can find him on the web at kevintg.com. You can follow us on Twitter at mystery to me. That's mystery underscore two underscore me underscore and at mystery to me podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And you can always send us recommendations and feedback of any kind at mystery to me podcast.